It was restoring her gut health, which is a key part of inflammation, and then just getting those inflammatory compounds down. With going through that with her and really diving further into the science, that really has given me such a deeper knowledge and understanding of inflammation and how it connected to everything in the body. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Superwoman Wellness. I'm Dr. Taz. I've made it my mission throughout my career in integrative medicine to support women in restoring their health using a blend of Eastern medical wisdom with modern science. In this show, I will guide you through different practices to find your power type and fully embody the healthiest and most passionate version of you. I'm here for you and I can't wait to get started. This is a Soul Fire production. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Superwoman Wellness. We're determined to bring you back to your superpowered self. Now, a lot of you are kind of like me, right? We're moms, we're running around, we're juggling and trying to get the food part right for our whole family can feel like a struggle and add a teenager to the mix and you just feel like you're losing all the time. But here to help us is Carolyn Williams. Carolyn, I'm so excited to introduce you guys to her. I've been working with her for a while on different pieces, but she's a, a journalism award winner, a media dietitian who's developed a knack for breaking down complex science into quick recipes, articles, and tips. The author of two cookbooks, Meals That Heal, 100 Plus Everyday Anti-Inflammatory Recipes in 30 Minutes or Less, and the more recent Meals That Heal, One Pot. Carolyn is a sought-after expert on anti-inflammatory eating and managing chronic inflammation through lifestyle. Her work is regularly featured in print and online for lifestyle brands and media outlets, such as Eating Well, Real Simple, Cooking Light, and All Recipes. She's the co-host of the popular podcast, Happy Eating, which explores the relationship between diet, lifestyle, and our mental wellness. Welcome to the show, Carolyn. I'm thrilled to have you here. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Yes. Yeah, so I, you know, we've talked before and I've definitely seen your name before. So this is a real treat to have you on the show. You know, I always want to know how you got in, how any of my guests get into this world of health and wellness and trying to put the pieces of things together. What was your journey like? What got you into even thinking about inflammation to begin with? Right. Because I, if I have to be honest, inflammation wasn't even on my radar seven to eight years ago. And if you told me that I was going to write cookbooks on inflammation, much less two cookbooks, I would have said, no way you have the wrong person. And then because of my roots in um, cookbook publishing way back um, in my career, I probably yeah. would have gone as far as saying that'll never sell. Yeah. <laughs> and yet here yeah. I am. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. I know the publishing world can be brutal at times, yeah, but here you yeah. are. So have you found that people really resonate with your work and what are they telling you as they give you feedback? Uh, What are are you hearing? They do. And, you know, I think it's connecting the dots for people. You probably find that too, but connecting all these little dots, all these quiet little things going on in your body and connecting those for people before they escalate to something bigger. Um, But people really resonate um, with me too, because several years ago I came out and I said, I'm tired of cooking dinner. It's the last thing I want to do at night when I get home. (laughs) I I want my kids to have healthy meals. I want to eat healthy, but it's really, it's just another thing on my to-do list. So every, every woman listening to this show is like me too. (laughs) So every single person. So I felt really ashamed, you know, or had been kind of ashamed because, okay, I'm a cookbook author. I'm in food. I'm in nutrition. 
you know, but just because you know what to do and how to do it doesn't mean you necessarily want to do it. And I thought I can't be the only one. And it, when I put something out there first on social media, it really resonated. And yeah. I think it was just kind of like a relief, like it's okay. There's a lot of us. And so my mission is to provide, you know, whether it's an article or recipes or what, quick things that people want to know. They don't want to know all the research. I've done it all for them, but they want to know what does this mean when I go to the grocery store? Or what does this mean, yeah. you know, when I'm planning meals or packing my kids lunch? So I really try to do the research and then boil it down for them and create simple, healthy recipes that are really good, but take minimal time. I love that. And I want to know more about kind of your family story, but before we get there, what are like, give us like three to five things that you see a lot of women like us doing Mm -hmm. over and over again, that they could switch and turn it down a more anti-inflammatory path. Well, my top thing when people come to me and say, okay, um, I want to lower inflammation or tackle inflammation. And usually um, the first thing they will say is what do I have to cut out? Mm -hmm. And my first place is to kind of reel them back in and say, okay, we're going to get there because we all have some diet cleaning up that we need to do. But let's first start with what you need to add. And I give them three things just to focus on it first, adding a cup of leafy greens in a day, two to three cups of fresher frozen berries a week, and five or more cruciferous vegetables a week. And I tell them, let's start here, get in the habit of this, because yes, there's lots of inflammers in our diet, but there's lots of power in nutrients and compounds in food. And I guarantee you, most people are getting well below what they need of that. And I found that by starting by adding those things and getting in the habit, that naturally cleans up the diet a little, and then we can tackle the inflamers. That's so smart. I have had patients sitting in front of me being like, yeah, I like indulged for the last two weeks. So I knew I was coming here and then you're going to tell me to come off everything. And I'm like, it's not true. I promise. I'm just trying to find your main idea. I promise that's not true. Well, um, I like the idea of adding. And I think, like you said, adding in some of those greens and cruciferous vegetables and high nutrient foods is a big Mm -hmm. one. What I find a lot of, and I'm sure you do too, is people aren't getting enough good fat, like just adding in the healthy fats, children and adults, both. And trying to sneak those in, whether it's like a tablespoon of olive oil every day or a little bit of uh, coconut oil or ghee or nuts yes. or seeds. I don't know what, if you're noticing that and what people Definitely. are bringing in. And as well. you know, particularly in some of your key omega threes, your yeah. DHA and EPA. I mean, everyone, the average American is well below what they need each day. Definitely. So, you know, part of your journey, as I understand it, and please correct me if I'm mm-hmm. wrong, but part of your journey really ties back to your daughter. And what was going on with Mm -hmm. her? How did that fit into cooking and thinking about inflammation and all that other good stuff? Yeah, well, you know, I thought I knew inflammation. I thought I was an expert. I had just shipped my manuscript for my first cookbook off to the printer. It was in the process of being published. And then I like to say kind of all hell broke loose. Yeah. Um, it was January of 2019. And my daughter, who was seemingly healthy, she was in sixth grade started to exhibit some really odd symptoms. I noticed when she was reading her book and she was an avid reader, she kept bringing it up to her nose to smell. And then it was almost like a complete personality change overnight. It was, and I tell you, it was bizarre. It was almost like she was possessed. And I was like, what is going on? I mean, it was just these weird things, but they were too out of character and too bizarre 
not to notice. And, you know, she was in sixth grade. So I remember calling my parents over and was like, can you come over? And like, is this just normal teenage stuff? You know, I, I don't know. Maybe it's hormones. I mm-hmm. didn't know at the time. And, you know, they were like, this is not normal. But what was crazy is several hours later, they would, those symptoms would go away for several days. And then they come back and they'd be different. You know, sometimes it was deep depression and then they go away. And sometimes it would seem almost like she was in a manic episode. It was bizarre. It was almost like the collection of just varied mental health mm-hmm. issues or symptoms. And, you know, I couldn't find any, there was no, I, I was pretty well versed at the time in mental well, mental health conditions. And I, I was like, this None of these, this just doesn't so how, any categories. How, how old is she at the time when this is happening? 12. So she's 12, 12 years old. So what's that mm-hmm. like fifth, sixth grade? No, sixth grade, sixth right? Grade. Sixth yeah. grade, yeah. 12 years old. Hormones are probably kicking in, right? To yeah. a certain extent. Yeah. Um, had anything happened right before all, all of this was going on with her mood and her well, habits? In hi- hindsight's 2020, you know, she got shingles that December, which was huh. really weird. Right. And I, I look back now and I know that is a sign of a deterioration, kind of her immune system or just it breaking down. Right. And then she had to get um, a second, I hesitate to say this because I'm not anti-vaccination, but she got the second Gardasil yep. vaccination first of January and like clockwork 10 days later, the onset hit. Um, and now that I know and our specialist that we work with, she's like, you know, we're not anti-vaccination, but you don't, we'll tighter her blood levels if she needs any further ones, because you don't want to hit the immune system with a vaccination when it's already down. Right. Which makes right. complete sense. Right. Mm-hmm. So not calling out that vaccination in particular, but right. yeah. So I started going to doctors and they were like, it, they were treating it like it was a mood disorder. Or like she had like behavioral issues. I was like, this is not my daughter. She doesn't go from normal and healthy and talking to friends to complete different person. And so they kept looking at me kind of like I was crazy. Like I was just, I had no clue what I was talking about. I needed to work on my parenting, that type of thing. And I just pushed on. I did my own research and really dug into everything. And it was actually me that diagnosed her with what she ended up having, which is referred to as PANDAS or PAN. Yeah, yeah. And it stands for Pediatric Acute Onset of Neuro or Neuropsychiatric Syndrome. That's a mouthful. Yeah. And it's essentially when the, you have brain inflammation um, and it occurs when the body's immune system mistakenly attacks healthy brain cells. Um, In her condition, what we discovered is she was really triggered by stress. And so, for example, it it doesn't, she's much better now. And so we don't have quite as much trouble. But back when she was in middle school, if she was even in the same room with someone who had stress, I mean, even in the same room, not even coming into contact, it would make her strep antibody store sky high. Like if the normal is zero to 300 with 300 being high, you know, her to be 1200. And those antibodies are what trigger that inflammation. And it essentially affects the central nervous system Mm -hmm. temporarily, but it's remitting and relapsing and it comes and goes and the behaviors are, you know, some common signs or symptoms. She didn't have uh, some of these, but um, you have OCD, Ticks are really common. Now, these are not like 
you, you have to have these to be diagnosed, but tics right. are a really common one. And I didn't, I was like, that was the one thing that held me back. Cause I was like, she doesn't have a tick. And then I realized her smelling the book yep. again and again, a tick. That was yep. It. Yep. but um, a deterioration in school performance, um, you can see a decline in handwriting. It's going to be abrupt overnight changes. Some kids have very restricted eating, um, anxiety. Um, it's just a very sudden it's personality such a, challenge. Yeah. And it's such an interesting, so we've been seeing pandas and pans patients in the practice at center spring mm-hmm. since probably a few years into me opening, I opened back in 2009 mm-hmm. and there was not a lot of information on it back then. Right. And mm-hmm. I remember having to call up the researchers. Dr. Sweeto was a big researcher over at the NIH and um, some of the other people in the field and trying to wrap my head around what parents like you were telling me, like what's yeah. happening here, you know, but it's interesting because now that we recognize it as a autoimmune disease, in fact, it's called mm-hmm. neuroencephalitis from a, a coding mm-hmm. standpoint, right? Now that we recognize it as a true autoimmune disease, we're understanding that inflammation is not just about us as adults and us having, you know, autoimmune diseases on the rise and uh, hormonal conditions like PCOS on the rise, but it's also about our children and conditions like pandas and ADHD and ADD are neuroinflammatory conditions. They're literally, their brains are on fire, you know? And so it's been interesting to manage pandas kids in the practice. We have a pretty decent population of Mm -hmm. them currently and see them get better. But a mainstay of that is an anti-inflammatory diet, right? Oh like, my gosh. So yeah. I just shipped off my cookbook and now I discover that my daughter has this autoimmune condition, which, you know, if anybody needs an anti-inflammatory diet, it's, you know, it's really individuals with autoimmune, although I think everybody does. Yeah. Um, but you can just see it. You can, you know, see a direct reaction from inflammatory and inflammatory diet on the autoimmune symptoms and signs. Um, so I thought I've really got to put this, what I've been preaching to the test. I mean, this is a key part of her healing and, um, you know, restoring her gut health because part of that. She's been on a ton of antibiotics when she was little for ear infections, too many right. in my opinion, now that I look back yeah. and, you know, it was restoring her gut health, which is a key part of inflammation. And then just getting those inflammatory compounds down, which is hard when you have a preteen right, right. <laughs> who wants to, you know, eat sugary snacks and junk with her friends um, and that kind of thing. So it was really like going through that with her that really made me, I thought I was an inflammation expert, but it was going through that with her and really diving further into the science that really has given me such a deeper knowledge and understanding of inflammation and how it's connected to everything. Oh, in totally. The body. Yeah, yeah, totally. All right, superstars, let's talk about this next product. Our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I started taking Athletic Greens because I was looking for a way, honestly, to support my liver and really not being able to stick to my own personal rule of a green smoothie every single day. Just got busy, would forget it. It spilled in the car. I don't know how many times. Now I've been on Athletic Greens for about, I think it's been about eight weeks or so, and I love it. It has a great taste to it. It doesn't have that sort of bitter green taste that a lot of the green powders have, and it has almost like a tropical sort of scent and taste to it, and I actually look forward to it every morning. So let's talk about Athletic Greens. What is this stuff? Well, with one delicious scoop, 
you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens all to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, so much more. Of course, it's anti-aging. And I love making it a part of my morning routine. I feel like, and I've talked about this before, right? I feel like that morning or that evening is the critical time to get some of this stuff in. Otherwise, we get busy and distracted throughout the day. So I take it first thing in the morning, maybe mix in a little bit of water or add it to some of the other powders that I do and just have this superpower drink to help me get through my day. And I notice that it really helps my energy, my skin, my gut health. And most importantly, I'm really worried about the liver, right? We have this load of toxicity in our environment and I'm really trying my hardest to get those greens in to lower that. I love it because for those of you who ask me what multivitamin should I take, but then you don't want to swallow a pill, this is a great option. You know, one scoop contains less than one gram of sugar, has tons of, you know, micronutrients in it, and it's a micro habit with really big benefits and it supports better sleep, better recovery overall, better mental clarity. And it's one of the things you can do for yourself that are easy and inexpensive. In fact, the founder started Athletic Greens really because he was looking for an option for his own gut health and didn't want to take a bunch of pills and really wanted to develop something that was easy to do and relatively inexpensive. So he created Athletic Greens to have an all-in-one nutritional experience that you can take your nutrition into your own hands. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially headed into flu and cold season. It's just one scoop of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. You know I love that, getting on those planes. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com backslash Dr. Taz. Again, that's athleticgreens.com backslash Dr. Taz to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Enjoy. What are the three takeaways from her journey? Like, I know there's some moms out there listening, or you might know a mom or be in this journey with them as they're trying to get their kids healthy. Like, what are some of the key takeaways in your sort of time with her and trying to figure this out that you walked away with, you know, um, like what did, what was like shocking to you as being an expert? This is always so humbling, by the way, because even for me, like expert in the field, you know, and then your child or children or husband or somebody that's super close to you has an issue and we can't wrangle it, you know, and it's been, it's been both my kids have taught me incredible lessons that I've then been able to use on my patients because they dealt with things that like, you know, conventionally we weren't trained to, to understand very deeply. But I'm curious, like what you learned out of that journey with her, that was shocking. You know, trust your gut, trust your Mm -hmm. gut, trust your gut, trust your gut. I knew, I thought I'd figured out what was going on with her, but in Alabama, in Alabama, most practitioners here don't believe in pandas. Right. Now, you know, I'm kind of like, there's a center for it at Stanford Medicine. Right. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Um, You know, and my kind of breaking point was I finally got her in with a neurologist. I was trying, I really thought it was pandas. I was trying to get in with somebody who could help us get on the right right track and diagnosis. 
And so I finally got her an appointment with a neurologist at the big children's hospital in our state. Mm-hmm. And I, he did a bunch of tests. You know, pandas doesn't show up on a lot of your mm-hmm. neurological tests. It's going to show up more in blood work, but you really have to do the right blood work. Right. So he looked at me, he's like, he said something to the effect. I remember <laughs> of there's nothing wrong with your daughter. You need to work on your parenting. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that was my last straw. I'd heard of nothing that severe, but I'd heard that yeah. over yeah. and over and over. And I trusted my gut and I took her out of there. And I said to myself, I'm not dragging her anywhere else until we get in with a panda specialist. And I contacted three or four around the country and whichever we got in with first. Yeah. Uh-huh. I didn't know. I didn't know about you until right. Yeah. We we're already in the journey. And I discovered, I was like, okay, maybe she will take us. She can be our fallback if this doesn't work out. Yeah, with of course. Um, first doctor, but trust your gut, trust your gut, trust your gut. And it, it it's okay to, you know, get second opinions, third, fourth. I've probably got 20 opinions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> you just have to keep going if you know. The other thing I will say is it's very lonely and isolating when you're going through something mm-hmm, like this. I think with mm-hmm. any major illness, but I felt it particularly because you have a child who has a, you know, a actual condition that the symptoms resonate as mental health issues. Right. So you cannot really, I mean, even though people say they're not going to judge your child, it's just stuff you want to share. And it's just really hard, really. And so I finally started letting one or two very close friends in and tell, I mean, I haven't told them everything, but, and it was just such a relief. So I would say, you know, be careful who you trust, but it's so important to talk to somebody. And then I will say I learned about inflammation from her, but I've also learned it with my own health because mm-hmm. I think it's about a two to three year journey until we yeah. really got it under control. She's doing really good now. But, you know, I really had to have kind of an intervention with myself last year. You know, I've always had healthy body weight, normal blood pressure, normal lipids, everything. And two to three years of stress on your body, continued stress is a key cause of inflammation. Um, and I started to see it affect particularly my blood pressure. And I worked with my doctor and I was like, she's like, I don't think it's diet. You exercise, you're doing everything right. She's like, this is stress. This is stress and you've got to get it under control. So I really had to also realize, you know, not just about what you eat. It's about your lifestyle, your stress, how you're managing that, um, you know, getting, making sure you get those regular workouts, developing really effective coping skills, or it will start to affect you as a person. Yeah. And that's the big Chinese medicine concept is that the health of the mother, and that's actually how I started the practice. The original logo was this outline of a mom uh, with a child, because the Chinese medicine philosophy on health is the health of a child directly impacts the health of the mom. And the health of the mom directly impacts the health of the child. So you never treated them separately. You always treated them as this one unit, you know, and it's been fascinating to apply that in practice because when we do lab work and stuff like that, we'll see the same patterns emerge in the mom and the child, you know, and it Mm -hmm. is incredible to see that. And then taking that even a little bit further, we know even emotionally, some of the, the characteristics emotionally are transmitted mother to child more so than father to child. So all of that is oh, wow. super fascinating, fascinating. You know, to know how strong that bond is. But I yeah. think it's a good point, 
you know, and I've been in that boat too, where a child is sick. Um, I've been through it twice. I've been through it when my son was going through like failure to thrive also after a triple dose vaccine and just went downhill really quickly and then had to struggle to get him back up, you know, but went through it in his youth, which was probably from the time he was four or five months to the time he was about three. It took us, you know, those three years to get him kind of in a good place. And then now with my daughter, who most recently is dealing with a lot of the preteen and teen stuff, you know, and now finally Uh she's in a good place. But both journeys, like the stress that I felt and some of the mm-hmm. toll on my health, it definitely showed up and it sneaks up, it sneaks I, up even when you're trying yeah. to like do the right things. And both times it showed up, like suddenly I get a belly again. Like I don't get a belly. I gain weight, like on my lower half, I usually don't gain yeah. it. And like, I'm like, what, what happened? You know? And so, you know, for anybody who's got a loved yeah. one or who's, who's just under stress and used to powering through and not showing their stress to the outside right. world. Right. Cause we're super women. <laughs> we got this. Like, right. I don't, I don't need your help, you know? So, so it's all internal, but the body tells the truth and very yeah. much forces us to reckon with whatever's happening. You know? A wake up call for me was you know, you don't realize you're in constant fight or flight mode when you're in that stress. And a wake up call for me was I was sitting in my office and my phone would ring and it end up being a telemarketer, but my heart would start racing. I felt that adrenaline, that fight or flight, just because I was so trained to go directly in that. And that's when I, that's what brought when the blood pressure started kind of rising a little. And, you know, I thought, okay, this has really affected me and deeper than just, you know, oh, a lot of stress. It's affecting me deep down and I've got to retrain my body. Yeah. So are you both out of that phase now? Are you and your daughter kind of in a healthier place? She's doing fabulous. She's the best she's been. And I feel like, you know, it takes a while to get tabs on what triggers the flare up or what signs are. I used to be so mad at myself because I couldn't, I never saw the early signs and hindsight I did, but I thought I should be able to recognize these and, you know, up her treatment. But I have finally realized if she kind of comes home and she's talking about school and she's like, I don't care if I fail, I'll just, you know, that kind of thing. Talking about doing doing apathy about school, that kind of thing. That's my red flag. And I'll say, okay, what, you know, well, I'll look at who's been around her, that kind of stuff, or what's in the environment. And I'll say, okay, why don't you just stay home tomorrow and sleep? And typically, if she, and she will, it shows you that the body's needed, you know, she will sleep 16 to 18 hours and she will sleep and let her body rest and the inflammation come down some. And right now, that's how we keep it in check whenever wow. we see little, wow, little flare ups. How yeah. old is she now? She's 15. 15, the same age as mm-hmm. my daughter as well. Yeah. Goodness. Well, they are teachers for sure. And she sounds like the, you got busy and you got stressed. So she's the inspiration behind the newer book, the one pot. Tell us about that book. And yes, well, you know, after going through that with her, I felt even more inspired or, you know, I have to share this message with anti-inflammatory eating and that type of thing. But, you know, particularly after that and after COVID, you know, the even more so, the last thing I wanted to do was cook dinner. And then I really didn't want to clean up. Yeah. So this is my second one and everything's one pot. So it's one skillet, one soft pan, one sheet pan, 
you know, one cooking vessel that has your protein, your vegetables, maybe some starch, you know, you could add a quick side, but um, just super simple because I needed it. Yeah. Well, give us an example. What are like two of your favorite recipes in there? Oh gosh. Um, there is, I'm trying to think there is a, a zoodle taco skillet Ooh, yeah. that people uh-huh. love. And I tell it, I hate to reference it like this, but you know, you're about gateway drugs. I tell people this is like a gateway healthy recipe okay. for people who are scared about veggie noodles or something. I'm like, make this for your family. I promise it's a good gateway to get them into veggie noodles and uh-huh. getting, uh, getting more in. So there's that there is, um, gosh, I'm trying to think, um, there's a ton of recipes. There's some really good soups in there, a white bean rosemary soup, just all quick and easy. I have some quick lunches because I know, you know, I need something that I can prepare right. you know, one day and eat two to three days. And yeah. I need something to be prepared quick. I'm not big on meal prep on the weekend, yeah. but just, you know, there's other yeah. stuff I want to do. Yeah. So I want some quick things I can prepare for the week and stock my fridge up and really felt like I needed to give people some tips on how to do that. Not necessarily meal prep, but ingredient prep or just stocking your fridge. And I yeah. have a um, template, a grocery shopping list template for people like, okay, when you got to go to the grocery for the week, but you have no idea what you're cooking. Here's what to buy, you know, one to two yeah. proteins, a certain yeah. amount of, um, you know, vegetables you can roast, leafy greens, that kind of thing. Gotcha. So I felt like I needed to provide tools that I had used when I really needed it. I love that. Well, I love all these tips. And, you know, before we let you go, what would you say to people listening and watching when it comes to inflammation in general? Like, what should they be tracking? What should they be looking out for? Not everyone's running into the doctor's office. So what should they be thinking about, right. you know? You know, and I for their family too. I, let me add yeah. to that. And for their families, because a lot of us are moms and I've hit myself and my busyness missing, missing stuff, right? Looks like yeah. happening to my family members. So what, you know, yeah. what are the things maybe we should be watching out for? You know, I think it's safe to say everyone has some level of low-grade inflammation in their body. And I tell people to think of it as a spectrum and you want to keep it on that lower end. Um, an example I give people that kind of connects is like, let's say you go on vacation for a week and you eat a bunch of rich food and um, kind of overdo it. Maybe you drink more than you normally do on vacation and you come back and you get back to work and you kind of just got a headache, you're bloated, that kind of thing. Those are signs of inflammation, you know, and that's when you kind of get back in your habits and it goes back down and, you know, your body returns to normal. But I tell people, anything, any sign, like maybe you're bloated more often, or you feel like you have new food sensitivities, or you're having headaches more frequently, or, you know, any subtle things like that, that just aren't your norm, you know, that's usually a sign of inflammation. And early on, it's never things you would go to the doctor about, you know, oh, I'm bloated a little more than normal, you know, you're not going to run to the doctor, make an appointment. Right. Um, So Take care of those subtle things. If you can address it, then it's much easier than down the road. I love that. Such great advice. I'm going to get your book. I need that one pot business going on in this home because <laughs> we are doing a whole lot of meal planning and prepping a lot of the time. So can't wait to get my hands on that. But thank you so much for joining us today. If uh, anyone listening or watching wants to connect with you, what's the best way for them to do that? 
Yeah, the best way is on Instagram. It's uh, real food, real life underscore RD. And then also my website, they can contact me through my website. And that is carolynwilliamsrd.com. Perfect. All right. Thanks again. And for everybody else watching and listening to this episode, remember you can rate and review it and share it with your friends. Also, if you guys have a healing story or a journey that you think would inspire others, please email me and let me know. I'd love for you to come on air and talk about it. It's hello at drtaz.com. That's C-O-C-T-O-R-T-A-Z.com. And I will see you guys next time.